Destinations Beyond Expectations is powered by Group Experience. Visit groupexperience.com to learn how to build your travel tribe. What's up? This is DBE, and I'm your host, Stevie G. Today's episode is a good one, but before we dive in, I've got a few quick things to mention. A reminder to hit that subscribe or follow button on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, or anywhere else you are listening. You can also visit dbetravel.com to check out the entire episode library and support the show on Patreon. And don't forget that Destinations Beyond Expectations is on groupexperience.com as well, so you can listen to the show there too. Be sure to follow the podcast on Facebook and Instagram, and if you like the show, spread the word. Okay, my guest today is Jen from the Dabbling and Jetlag blog. Jen, of course, is someone who loves to travel and get outdoors, and today she joins me to talk about the trendy city of Asheville, North Carolina. Jen has a blog post about her experience in Asheville that includes a three-day itinerary, and that's what we'll be covering today. Be sure to scroll down in the show notes to find Jen's blog about Asheville, along with more info about dabbling in jetlag.com. I think you'll enjoy today's conversation, so let's dive in and learn more about things to see around Asheville. Jen, welcome back to Destinations Beyond Expectations. How are you? It's so great to see you. Oh, I'm doing I'm doing good. I'm glad to be back. Uh, thank you again for the invitation. And yeah, really happy uh, to discuss uh, some more travel. Some more travel. And uh, today we're actually going to the trendy city of Asheville, North Carolina. Um, can we start by just giving the listeners a general overview of Asheville? Where is it on the map and why is it becoming more and more popular for tourists to visit each year? Sure. So Asheville is located right on the edge of the beautiful Appalachian Mountains, um, sort of in western North Carolina. And so for the past few years, as you said, it's really becoming this sort of trendy destination. And it's really just there's so much to do there. So if you love like outdoor activities, I mean, it's really in the heart of, you know, really in the heart of the mountains. And then, of course, the downtown is just spectacular with all these one of a kind boutiques. There's no like, you know, strip malls or anything like that. They really have um, they really have specialty shops, you know, local shops. And not only that, it's like it has, you know, the amenities of a big city, but it doesn't have that big city feel. So the locals are really warm hearted. They're very friendly. And so it just, you know, it's a place you kind of just want to be and you want to visit, you know. Yeah, it's it's really a unique place, and you put together a great three-day uh, Asheville itinerary that we'll be covering today, and listeners can follow along with the itinerary by scrolling down to the show notes uh, where your the perfect three-day itinerary for Asheville blog is linked. Jen, let's, let's go through your itinerary starting with day number one. Day one. The first thing you list is touring the River Arts District. Can you describe that area and explain why you suggest people check it out? Yeah, so this neighborhood I really, really loved. So it's actually an old industrial center, and it was destroyed by this massive flood back in 1916. And the whole area was left abandoned until um, about the 1970s when artists were kind of looking for cheap accommodation. And so since that time, it's just undergone this complete transformation. And so today you can find cafes, breweries, warehouses turned into like these beautiful art studios and it's really a great place to kind of spend the morning or the afternoon popping in and out of the different studios and kind of admiring all the different artwork i mean just anything that you can really imagine and the artists are really more than happy to sort of 
share their process and show you what they're working on. So it's not like it doesn't have like a museum feel when you go into a studio. They're really very interactive. And it's something really, really cool to see. That's really cool. And, you know, after touring the River Arts District and kind of appreciating some of the art and the the local flair, someone visiting Asheville might want to grab some delicious local food. And I know one of your favorite spots is a restaurant called Tupelo Honey. Tell me about Tupelo Honey and and talk about the big farm-to-table food culture that can be found all across Asheville. Sure. So Asheville is surrounded by farms, and there's tons of farmer's markets in and around Asheville. And so basically the restaurants um, have started uh, serving locally sourced food because it's really just so easy to get. And so, yes, there are a ton of restaurants in Asheville, and a lot of them majority of them now are serving this farm to table food. But yeah, my favorite was this Tupelo honey. Um, So they sort of have this Southern style food, but with a bit of a twist and it's all made from, from scratch. So I don't know if they have, I don't know exactly what they do or if they have some type of special ingredients, but it's just so flavorful. I mean, um, my husband, mom and I, we each took a different dish and it was just like this explosion of flavor and just combinations that you really wouldn't expect. Just the only thing I would recommend is uh, making a reservation, you know, like either the day before or something like that, because it does fill up quite quickly. And both times I didn't I tried to get in. I didn't make a reservation and had to wait quite a while. So um, but, yeah, it's just absolutely delicious. So, yep, definitely take that piece of advice, listeners, make a reservation. But, you know, anyone who enjoys gardens will love the next stop on your Asheville itinerary, which is a visit to the North Carolina Arboretum. Talk about the tranquility and some of the special displays and events that can be found throughout the year. Sure. So this was probably one of the most impressive arboretums that I've seen. Um, So basically they have hiking and biking trails that weave in and out of these magnificent gardens. And every section is sort of dedicated to a specific type of plant. Like there was one section entirely dedicated to bonsai trees. And it was just so cool to see how many they had and just how they, yeah, just how they were displayed was really interesting. And they do have quite a number of events throughout the year. So they have a calendar on their page where you can kind of, if you're looking for something particular, um, you can kind of um, choose what you, you know, you can see what they have and choose what you want. When I was there, um, they actually had this photography exhibition that was dedicated to sort of landscape, nature, and wildlife photography. And it was really spectacular. I mean, it was just these massive panoramas from all these different artists, and it was it was something to see. Very cool. Now, before closing day one, someone may want to go on a haunted Asheville ghost tour. What can someone expect if they book the haunted Asheville ghost tour that was developed by paranormal expert and TV personality Joshua P. Warren? Ah, so this tour was really, really cool. So you start at dusk, uh, just before the sunset, so when it's like super eerie outside, and you go from one quote, haunted place to the next. And you sort of learn all about the history, uh, you know, of the place, whether it's a, you know, a bar or a house or an alleyway, and then sort of why it's haunted or what makes it haunted. And even if you don't believe in ghosts, I mean, I personally don't, but it still was very, very interesting. You do learn a lot about the history of Asheville. And I saw a lot of sites and went down a lot of streets that maybe I wouldn't have visited otherwise. Um, so it was really, it was really interesting and it was a little bit eerie. Some of the evidence they had or the stories they had to tell were, it was definitely creepy. I'd say Uh, probably a fun way to end your day. Number one, day two. 
let's jump now to day number two, which starts off with a very iconic and well-known site, the Biltmore. Talk about the Biltmore Mansion and describe the experience of visiting the estate. So the Biltmore Mansion is actually the largest estate in the U.S. And believe it or not, it's an impressive 8,000 acres. So it was once home to uh, America's richest family, the Vanderbilts. But today you can actually tour the mansion and the grounds. So there's a number of tickets you can choose from, but most people like myself chose the standard ticket, which is you do a self-guided tour of the grounds and you have an audio guided tour of the mansion. And so I started the tour at the mansion and wow, this was just like, I mean, this place, like 250 rooms. I mean, it took more than two hours to visit everything and they have all the original furniture and decorations and they've done a miraculous job, you know, keeping everything intact. And you really get a sense for what life, what their life was like there. It was essentially like a small city. And then, of course, you have the grounds, which is just, I mean, the gardens are absolutely magnificent. There's a winery, there's horse stables, there's even a little town with a few restaurants where you can go um, if you want to take a break, because it really does take the whole day, you know, from nine to five, nine to six. It definitely takes a whole day to see everything. Um, And you can even like, they have... Um, you can either walk in the grounds, you can rent a bike. They have really anything and everything you could possibly imagine. It's something really, really cool. I mean, you talk a little bit about this takes the whole day. I'm guessing this is something you'd recommend someone don't like, they don't try to rush through, right? Like take your time, enjoy all the views and and the gardens and everything that you can see, right? You don't want to rush through this. Uh, definitely not. I would get there. Um, I'd get there at the opening, Um, you can get there like five minutes before and kind of like park your car to really profit from the whole experience. Definitely take your time going through. I would do a little bit of research if there's, you know, you really want to spend time at the winery because they have free wine tasting, or if you want to spend time, you know, walking around the gardens or something like that, you know, kind of just have, they have maps and things online and kind of just, you know, if there's something particular that you want to see you know, just kind of make sure you have make time for that so you don't miss out or whatever, you know. Sure. And after exploring the Biltmore Estate, it might be time for someone to check out one of the many great breweries around Asheville. Talk about the beer scene here. And, you know, it seems to be really special. I mean, they even gave the nickname of Beer City to the town. Talk about that a little bit. So yeah, after the Biltmore Mansion, yeah, there's, it's nice to sit down and relax and just have a fresh beer because you'll definitely be tired walking uh, walking around the estate. So in Asheville, there's actually 30, uh, 30 breweries, which is quite impressive. And that's why it won the title Beer City USA in 2009. And so no matter what kind of beer you like, you can find a place that has that beer or specializes in it. But I really like this beer garden um, because they had like 250 different types of beer to try. And uh, that kind of gives you a chance to sample sort of what what's around the town, you know. Now, let's jump to day number three on your itinerary. Day three. That day starts off with a drive just a bit south to Chimney Rock State Park. What's Chimney Rock State Park like? And do you have any favorite hiking trails in the park that you'd like to talk about? Yeah, so Chimney Rock State Park is really a perfect place to sort of check out the scenery around Asheville because that's one of the things it's known for is just a beautiful landscape. And so here at this state park, they have hiking trails, viewpoints, waterfalls, hidden caves. 
And, um, but the coolest thing really is this chimney rock, which is kind of at the, uh, at the top or one of the, one of the top viewpoints. And so from here you have like these beautiful panoramic views over the region. And it's something really impressive to see. And then if you don't have vertigo and you're not too scared of heights, they have this really cool hiking trail that's called the Skyline Trail. And so it sort of winds along the ridge above the chimney rock and finishes at an even more impressive outlook. outlook. And it's definitely, yeah, if you have vertigo or you're scared of heights, it might be a little bit scary, some of the steps. But I mean, it's definitely worth it to go up there and have a have a look. And then finally, to end the Asheville adventure, your last stop on the itinerary is at Asheville's Pinball Museum. Talk about all the fun and classic games that can be found there. So this place is so cool. I spent way too much time here. Um, They have like 35 pinball machines and 35 classic video games. And for 15 bucks, you can play as many games as you want for as long as you want. And so just to give you an idea, they have Super Nintendo, they have Sega Genesis with Sonic the Hedgehog, of course. They have Frogger, and they even have a Mr. and Mrs. Pac-Man. And so I'm a bit of a video game nerd, at least the older video games. And so, yeah, I just had a blast. You know, it's just it can't be beat. It's just it's just so cool. Yeah. All the classic games. That's that's awesome. Um, But Jen, we're at the end of your three day itinerary. But say someone had, you know, four days to spend in Asheville. What are some other cool things that they could explore and, you know, in the town or nearby? So, yeah, there's definitely enough to do, you know, to do for four days. So if you have more time, I definitely drive a section of the Blue Ridge Parkway. Um, It's super easy to access and there's a ton of things to see. So you have the Linco Viaduct, which is this famous picture of um, the Blue Ridge Parkway. You have Grandfather Mountain, Linville Falls. It's just all really cool things to see and do. And then um, if you want more spectacular views of the landscape kind of around Asheville, there's the Mount Pisgah. It's about uh, a two-mile hike up to the top, and you have beautiful views over the landscape. And if you're up for that hike, it's definitely worth uh, definitely worth doing. And then in and around the town, there's also quite a few things uh, to see. There's the Battery Park Book Exchange, which is a used bookstore that kind of serves champagne. Well, they serve champagne. It's sort of luxury without the expense. You don't have to drink champagne or you don't have to, you know, you don't have to, you know, stop at the cafe, but you can just enjoy uh, the bookstore itself. And then um, there's also a ton of street art in Asheville. So uh, if you're just wandering through the town, be sure to kind of pop under bridges or look down an alleyway because you might have a mural or something um, that's sort of hidden. And so it's definitely worth, you know, kind of worth checking, checking those out. Jen, thank you so much for talking through some of the great things to see and do around Asheville. Um, But before I let you go here, can you talk about your website, Dabbling and Jetlag.com? Sure. So in general, uh, my blog focuses on sort of travel or adventure travel and photography. And I write stories uh, about my adventures hiking and traveling along sort of with my experiences living abroad, which I've been living abroad now for 10 years. And I also write travel guides focused sort of on more Um, outdoor activities and nature sort of with the hope of encouraging others to sort of get out there and explore our you know beautiful planet it's just so much to see you know and then my photos are sort of there to kind of take you to the places that I'm writing about and show you just how beautiful these destinations really are 
great website. Listeners, make sure to scroll down in the show notes and check out dabblinginjetlag.com. And then, Jen, remind the listeners where they can go to follow you and your travel adventures on social media. Sure. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter, Instagram, or you can subscribe to my newsletter. So those are the three places where I'm, uh, I'm sort of the most active. Yeah. Perfect. Jen, thank you again so much for coming on the show. It's been great to catch up and talk to you and, and learn a little bit more about Asheville, which seems like there's so much to do. Yeah, great. Thanks for having me again. It was, uh, it was a pleasure as always. Well, that about does it for this week. A huge DBE thank you to Jen from the Dabbling in Jetlag blog. Please make sure to visit her website, dabblinginjetlag.com, and you can follow her travel adventures at dabblinginjetlag on Instagram. DBE is also on Instagram. You can follow the show at Destinations Beyond Expectations, and don't forget to give five stars and a review to Destinations Beyond Expectations on Apple Podcasts or whichever platform you use to listen to the show. In addition to the DBE podcast, you can catch me every Thursday on the Destination Dispatch live stream show, which broadcasts on Group Travel Odyssey's Facebook, YouTube, and LinkedIn pages. So stay connected to Group Travel Odyssey on Facebook, YouTube, and LinkedIn, and I look forward to seeing you on Thursday. Well, that's about all I've got for this week. I hope you have a great rest of your day, and I will talk to you soon.